Welcome to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Today, we'll show you how to use the spirit of love and self-worth to improve the connections with everyone else in your life. This program is your weekly gift, and it will keep on giving. You'll see. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Well, hello and welcome, everyone. I hope you are all faring well. I'm Dr. Jean Marie, your Love Light host, and I am delighted for you to join us on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, shining love light into your hearts and homes to empower your life with love. We hope our show today will be uplifting, enlightening, and inspirational with practical wisdom and insights to help you in your daily life. We have a wonderful show today, How to Get Things Done by Meditating with David Gandelman. You know, meditation helps us live a disciplined life to attain clarity, calm, and inner peace. It improves relaxation, reduces stress, and enhances the flow of constructive thoughts and positive emotions. During the time I spent in Leh Ladakh, India, in the Himalayas, I had a wonderful opportunity to sit with the venerable monk at Tikse Monastery, who talked to our group about meditation and took us through a meditation practice. He highlighted the importance of meditation as central to our overall well-being and happiness. According to David Gandelman, the power of meditation can help develop calm presence, open yourself to self-love, live your life with grounded spirituality, release anxiety, and live on purpose. He encourages us to invite meditation into our lives with a practice that makes meditation fun, easy, and something you can actually look forward to. So how can you unlock your potential, live on purpose, and build your spiritual practice and free yourself from anxiety. Our amazing guest, David Gandelman, will show us how to get things done by meditating. A spiritual teacher, guide, author, whose mission is to awaken souls on their path of growing into being human and live an enlightened, purpose-driven life. David is the founder of the Meditation School app, which we're going to hear more about. He's the host of Energy Matters and Grounded Sleep Podcasts, and his meditations have been streamed millions of times. He taught at Cornell University, NBC Universal, SAP, and numerous organizations, and holds a BA in Western Philosophy from Rutgers University, which combined with his studies in Eastern spiritual traditions, living in the Himalayas, as well as his experiences as the director of a school for intuitive development and mysticism in Hawaii informs his teaching style that connects energetic experience, ancient wisdom traditions, and humor in order to create a safe atmosphere for people interested in learning to meditate and develop their potential. And David's belief is that happiness and joy in life comes from finding balance and we can find that balance through meditation. So now I am just pleased and honored to welcome our outstanding guest, David Gandelman, to our show today, How to Get Things Done by Meditation. 
meditating. Welcome, David. Hey, Jean. It's a pleasure to be back. Yes, and thank you so much for returning. Our previous show, Seven Energies of the Soul, is high on demand, and you are the author of this particular book. So, David, tell us a little bit more about yourself, and how did you get into this work? Sure. And thank you for that beautiful long intro. I feel very <laughs> old. I'm like, all the, that sounds like a lot of things to have done. Yes, a, and you have. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's this saying, uh, don't just do something, sit there in meditation. So I hope we explore that topic today. Um, and so just to start with your question, and I, I think I mentioned this last time we spoke a little bit, but what I started meditating when I was 16 from uh, picking up The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And very simple message in that book. And some of you listening, I'm sure have heard of it or have read it. And the message is that it's always this moment and your mind is always pulling you into the future or back into the past. And we all know uh, trying to live from our past is like trying to drive a car by looking through the rearview mirror. Right. And we also can't live our lives by trying to see over the horizon every moment and not being present because that creates anxiety. Now, anxiety tends to be uh, worrying about the future that usually doesn't arrive. Um, and so I, I recognize that reading that book, I had what you might call a spiritual awakening, just kind of a, an epiphany, an aha moment. And I started meditating a lot as a teenager and just from meditating at, at 16, 17, I noticed as I was more focused at school. My grades went up. I became better uh, at ice hockey. I became the captain of my varsity ice hockey team. And I'm a pretty little guy. So that was an achievement. <laughs> I remember I got a girlfriend. All, everything in my life just kind of took a step up. Like it, it took a step up to, to the next level. And I attributed all of it to meditating because it just made me more grounded, more sure of myself, calmer. It was it helped me process emotion and and think creatively. So it really shifted my energy. And from there I went and got a degree in philosophy. And then I went and lived in the Himalayas, uh, in the ashrams, you know, doing the whole shaved head thing and meditating all day, meditation retreats, studying the various traditions. Buddhism, Hinduism, Vedanta, Zen, uh, all the Vipassana, all the traditions I could get my hands on, meeting monks and gurus and sadhus, all the teachers. I had a phase of guru chasing <laughs> when I was in <laughs> India. I would chase all the gurus. And then uh, I went and lived in Hawaii, and I studied more of the mystical kind of uh, energetic healing arts, and I ended up running a school for intuitive development. So I was there for seven years. Uh, so uh, my style is very much a mix of my own experience from Eastern Western traditions and then just what uh, what I resonate with. So whenever someone asks what style I teach, it's really just my own uh, from my own experience. And so that's the very short version of how I got from there to here with you. Yes. yes. <laughs> and David, that's beautifully said because so many are obsessed with the future, preoccupied with the past, uh, you know, it, just out of sorts. And you have such a common presence that's reflected in your demeanor. 
There are so many people feeling out of sorts, tired, drained, restless, can't get sleep, enough sleep at night. What are some of the common problems that you see that we're dealing with during these current times? Sure. Let me start by saying, from my experience as a teacher and working with a lot of students, that there's a difference between what their real issues are and their perceived problems. Mm. So on the surface, I like someone will say, David, I can't sleep. Mm-hmm. And I definitely focus on that. I have a podcast that's just for sleep. But underneath that is why can't you sleep, right? So we can give you all the tinctures and melatonins and CBD to help. But what is it that's actually keeping you awake or what is it that that's waking you up in the morning or in the middle of the night with anxiety? So we have to peel back the layers and really look at the root cause. Otherwise, it's like putting Band-Aids on a really big problem, right? So um, a lot of people come to meditation because they're anxious or they can't sleep. Those are the two main reasons. But when we look under the surface we really tend to find some deep stuff that needs attention. Mm. So if you're always anxious, um, it's probably time to sit down, close your eyes and ask yourself why and start to find some of those answers. So just as an example, a lot of folks who are anxious, they tend to be sensitive and maybe there's just too much energy in the world that they're absorbing. Everybody else's thoughts, everyone else's pain, everyone else's demands and desires and expectations. It's almost like there's a there's this like mental etheric realm where everyone's thoughts and feelings pass through mm. and and we we can feel and experience that and then we get anxious because it's too much for one physical body, one human being to manage. And our social circles have gotten really big, right? So that for thousands of years, we probably lived like 50 to 100 people in a tribe. And now, you know, you have 2000 Instagram friends and Facebook friends and the the circles have become so big, it squeezes our energy and time and we start absorbing too much mental pollution. For me, that's what I've noticed is the cause of a lot of anxiety. Um, And then there's even a deeper layer. Maybe there's some deep-seated pain. And then to override the pain, we work too much. We focus too much on our friends or too much on politics or whatever it is that takes our attention. But we never turn inwards and really heal whatever that deep-seated pain is. And so on the surface, it just feels like anxiety, but deep inside it's something else. For example, it might be Uh, You never truly went in the direction in your career you wanted to because your parents didn't allow it, or you have a deep heartbreak or or loss, and that can easily turn into just obsessing about the future as a way to avoid that pain. So some of us obsess about the future just to avoid what we feel, and we're not doing it on purpose. We're just doing it because it's working or it did work for a while. So human beings are amazing at finding ways to chase pleasure and avoid pain. And meditating is about sitting still, not chasing pleasure and not avoiding pain and just seeing what comes up. I think if you can approach it that way, you'll start to heal some of that anxiety. You'll sleep better. You'll have uh, clarity of thought and a purpose. But it's not an easy thing to do because it's frustrating and it hurts. Uh, I'm making meditation sound very sexy right now. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yes. And I love what you said, the mental pollution. And, you know, David, there are many people who are scared about going inward for fear of what they may find out about themselves. If I'm distracted by external energy or things that keep me off track with what I need to really know about myself for healing, uh, meditation can help that. But can you talk a little bit more about what is meditation? There are a lot of misconceptions. People think that they have to sit for hours or, you know, be focused for set periods of time. Can you really talk a little bit more about the fundamentals of it and clarify that for listeners and even any different approaches? Sure. Uh, One of the definitions I like to use for meditation is the bridging of the conscious and the unconscious mind. Mm. So most of us is unconscious, right? Yes. Very, very little of us is kind of the tip of the spear awake awareness. And so meditating is about waking up. You'll hear that often in many spiritual traditions. In the Buddhist tradition, the Buddha woke up. And so to wake up, it's almost like we have to go into the dark room inside of ourselves and turn the lights on and deal with what's there. (laughs) And that could be hard. Uh, In the story of the Buddha, he sat under the Bodhi tree and the, uh, um, there's this goddess Mara, or I don't know if I'd call her a goddess, but uh, you might call her a demon. In the end, she was very helpful, but she tried to convince the Buddha to get up to stop meditating, to worry, to fall into lust, to, into greed, into fear, you know, all, all of the things that we all experience. I think that's a metaphor for what we all experience uh, when we sit and meditate, the noise, the distraction, the uncertainty, right? Yes. So meditating for me, a big part of it, obviously is being in the moment, right? That's the most fundamental piece is to be present And then to bring that presence, bring that awareness to whatever it is that needs our attention, needs our love, needs our healing. That, uh, for me, is the core of meditation. And then from there, we can heal and we can find our answers. So we need presence to heal and we need presence to feel and sense our intuition and see our answers. So I don't really mind what kind of technique somebody uses in meditation from mantra to vipassana to uh, some other buddhist technique i think it's all great for me what matters is can you look inwards we call it insight to see Mm. in we close our physical eyes and we open our inner eye and we turn the lights on on the inside and we become our own subjective explorers and that, for me, is what meditation is about. Maybe you, you don't even need a technique. You could just sit still and look inwards. Some people need a lot of guidance and some people not so much. Um, so I, I like to leave it open because we're all so different. But obviously, when I teach, I have certain techniques that I use and, and share, which I'm happy to share here. And I'm sure some will resonate more to others, you know, uh, I know myself, it helps me quiet, get quiet within myself, hear my inner voice. And I know when I'm drawn or pulled off center and when I'm overthinking or bombarded with energies or become distracted. And I created my own little uh, meditation garden, (laughs) my little sacred space where I go or simply sitting by the lake where I can 
really just be still and rejuvenate myself and bring myself back and ask myself questions. What's going on? Why are you feeling out of sorts? And uh, even that uh, helps me stay quiet within myself. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And David, uh, when we think about meditation, and of course our show is about helping uh, how meditation can help us get things done. Can you really highlight that? Because I don't think people see that relationship. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as I was joking in the beginning, don't just do something, sit there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, I was at this uh, big animal wildlife sanctuary recently, and they had a tiger, a lions. Well, they had tigers too. But the lions, they sit around all day. They just, you know, clean themselves and relax and sit in the grass <laughs> And then they sprint, they hunt, you know, mm. for like a minute, they go full force, and then they sit for another five hours. <laughs> mm. So doing all day doesn't make you more productive, you know, sitting still and resting, reflecting and healing might make you really, really productive in the moments you need to be. It'll help creativity, focus, uh, It'll help you find your inner voice, your intuition. And so doing more all the time doesn't make you a hero. I know in our society, we can feel that way. So maybe you need to be a bit more like a lion or a cat. I have a cat. She just sits there. And then once in a while, boom, sprints. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> David, you know, so much we can learn from just nature and our pets and creatures. You know, I do a lot of observation at the tiniest creatures. And, you know, I, I love what you said about, you know, the lions, how they, they're caring for themselves and then like re-energizing for the moment that they have to move forward. And as humans, I think we have to be more mindful of how we're responding and reacting during the course of our day. And as you indicated, being present is the key and mindful. Yes. Uh, yeah. And not giving our energy away all the time. Whoa, we're going to talk more about that and about balance because you talk a lot about balance and so many of us get drawn, you know, pulled into other types of energies or people's stuff or whatever, not saying that their issues are not important or maybe a part of our experience, but we get so pulled into the experience of the outer world and what you're talking about is how we need to become, go inward, uh, and, and to turn the, what, what did you say, turn the light on? It's like being in the dark room and turning right. the lights on. I love that uh, analogy. So empowering. Yeah, exactly. Turn those lights on, see what's actually going on inside you. You're the only person in the world that could truly see inside yourself and shift your energy. So if you're waiting for someone to do it for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. Yes, yes, yes. And thank you so much for sharing your uh, history, your experience. Your, you've been all over the world <laughs> uh, uh, spending so much time in the Himalayas. I think you've lived there for a year. So it, it is reflected in your calm presence and demeanor. But I think now it's time for a brief commercial break. So to our listeners, stay tuned for more with our outstanding guest, David Gandelman, how to get things done by meditating, a spiritual teacher, author, founder of the Meditation School 
app that we're going to hear more about and the host of Energy Matters and Grounded Sleep Podcast. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Announcing Dr. Jean-Marie Farish's new book, Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations. This is the companion piece to Dr. Farish's best-selling book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being. Through the new book, we invite you to cultivate a lifestyle of love through daily devotional practices over a 21-day period following nine ingredients in the recipe of love. Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations is available on Amazon.com and Balboa Press. Jean Marie Farish's Center for Conscious Loving, LLC, cultivates a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through personal growth, altruistic services, and speaking engagements. Resources include classes, workshops, life care coaching, and creative service projects with an emphasis on cultural arts. Visit the website at Dr. Jean Marie Farish ConsciousLoving.com. That's Dr. Jean Marie Farish ConsciousLoving. Or click the link on the Love Light show page. Best-selling authors international, news honors best-selling authors around the globe. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com. Vicki Winterton and Dr. Jean-Marie Farish have compiled a dynamic book, We're All In This Together, Embrace One Another, an anthology with 24 highly diverse co-authors who share how to spread the message of love, resilience, inclusivity, and compassion. This book is an invaluable source of uplifting, inspiring, and positive insights for spreading positivity in the world. We're All In This Together, Embrace One Another is available on Amazon.com. Be sure to get your copy today. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change and flourish in love and find your joy. Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love and enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. I'm Judy Satori. I'm a spiritual channel and activator of human potential. You might have heard me speaking on The Voice of America on Dr. Jean Farish's show, Love Light, because I've been speaking about the challenges that are besetting all of us right now and how we can surrender but also keep on going. I want to invite you to join my new Facebook group that is devoted to heart-centered connection and unity. Through this Facebook group, you can also join my free access question and answer session with Spirit on the first Wednesday to Thursday of every month. Just search Ascent Community on Facebook to join the group. In this session, I answer questions and transmit energy from Spirit to give you guidance and support. Because life on planet Earth ain't easy right now. And there is so much help from above, from beings of love and light, from multidimensional realities who are actually here with us, wanting to step up and support us. 
I welcome you to become part of our ongoing group conversation about evolutionary change and how it's affecting us as human beings and affecting our life today. Many blessings to you. You can find out more about me and my work at www.ascensionlibrary.org. Have a wonderful day. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Jean at Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Well, welcome back to Love Light, Living in the Spirit of Love. And if you're just joining us, we are with our outstanding guest, David Gandelman, spiritual teacher, author, founder of the Meditation School app, host of Energy Matters and Grounded Sleep podcast on our show today, How to Get Things Done by Meditating. And David, thank you so much for sharing with us uh, how meditation can really help us get things done and how we need to go inward. And during this segment, we're going to open it up to for you to share your tools and practices. And one of the things that I want us to really focus on is balance. You know, a lot of us are, are, are off balance. We're, uh, we're, we are drawn into uh, energy of others, consumed by the energy of others, or energies from the outside world. Can you talk to us about balance and, you know, how can we get there? Yeah, absolutely. I wrote a whole book on this topic um, mm-hmm. called The Seven Energies of the Soul. And uh, the thesis of that book is basically we all have parts to us. We have the creator in us. We have the healer, the lover, the warrior, the artist. All of us have an explorer in us and all of us have a master. Um, And they're pretty self-explanatory. Maybe the master, I could explain a bit, which would be the part of us that can be a leader, a guide, a teacher, a mentor, uh, the part of us that it maybe goes real deep in our own spirituality and purpose. All the other ones I think are pretty quite self-explanatory. And so what I've found in life is that every part of us needs to be fulfilled. It's almost like a, a recipe for uh, for when you make a meal, everything together makes the meal right. So it's not one just one ingredient or the other. So you want to be fulfilled in your career, in your relationship space, financially secure, right? You want to get the exercise you need. You want to explore your hobbies and the world and and awaken your inner artist and and deepen into your spirituality. I think when we do all of that, that balance creates fulfillment and that fulfillment creates happiness. So happiness is almost like the fragrance off of a flower that opens, right? It's not one thing that you can just grab and say, it's this. I'm happy because I, you know, I have a TV show I love, or I'm happy because I have two good friends. I think it's 
uh, existentially bigger than that. We want to yes. be connected and we want to be fulfilled. And so a lot of folks, they lean into what the world validates them for. So the people who are workaholics, maybe they spend so much time at work because that validates them. The world says that makes you important, that gives you value. And then their their uh, relationships suffer or their health suffers or and, or vice versa. Right. So we can be in excess or in deficiency in any area of life. And we have to be honest with ourselves why we're putting so much energy and attention into one area. And we have to maybe step back and go, okay, what is unfulfilled in my life and why am I avoiding it? Mm, and that's, that's where we find balance. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Knowing yourself, right? <laughs> It's all knowing yourself and then integrating yourself. So you want to integrate Mm -hmm. all of those parts of who you are and be able to maneuver and show up as the artist, as the lover, as the healer at any given moment, step into that part of yourself. So nobody wants to come home to their partner who's being the CEO, even when they're not at work. That's annoying, right? You want to come home to the lover. (laughs) And nobody wants to work with somebody who's just a pure artist and can't be practical. We want that you might need some of that creator energy, the part of us that can get things done, that uh, shows up every day that can ground the world. Right. So we or or the warrior that's going to really be disciplined, have have integrity, uh, overcome fear. There are moments in life we have to call on different parts of ourselves to achieve whatever it is we need to achieve. Uh, and, and for me, that's how I found to some degree, definitely not perfection, to some degree, some balance and fulfillment. Mm, I, I love that because when I look at myself, uh, I've the milestones at different points in my life following society's definition of success and happiness. And every time I reach a milestone, I'm like, is this it? (laughs) And I started asking myself existential questions. You know, what's missing? Who am I? Why am I here? And, you know, it speaks to what you're saying, looking at, you know, the whole aspect of yourself. Do you show people how to get in touch with these different aspects of themselves to bring in this balance. Yeah. So I actually have a free 21 day, uh, seven energies meditation series. So if you just go to my website, um, or actually just download the meditation school app, uh, you'll be able to access those for free. Uh, and so in those, we go through the deficiencies, the excesses and the balance, of each energy and each area of life. Um, so yeah, that's available to anybody. Okay. And, and can you repeat that, how they can get access sure. to your app? Yeah, it's called the Meditation School app uh, on Apple. It's uh, not on Android at the moment. Or if you go to meditationschool.us, which is my website, you could also just access it for free. Mm, just well, meditationschool.us. That is beautiful. That's beautiful. It, do you have any like tools, uh, specific things that you like to share with listeners? Because I know there are people out there saying, how can I get started? What can I do? Yes. Uh, uh, sure. Please share. <laughs> uh, one of the things that I noticed a lot, and we spoke about before we went on the break, just very, very briefly, which was how we give our energy away to, to so many people. Uh, 
when you go to meditate, you might notice where your energy is other than here. So for example, oh, I left some of my energy at work. I left some of my energy with a friend that I had a phone call with in my bed, in my bank account. <laughs> uh, I left some of my energy in the past and some of my energy is off in the future. And you can even kind of intuitively calculate that and measure it. So if you were to ask yourself, how much of my energy is actually present and how much of my energy is out there? Mm -hmm. And even as you're listening to this right now, you can ask yourself that question. And from zero to a hundred, you know, just get an intuitive answer. We're not looking for a scientific answer, but you might just get a sense like, wow, there's only 40% of me here or 30 or 50, right? Or 80. And then when you recognize that part of you isn't here, part of your energy is out there, then the question is, well, how do I bring it back in? Mm. Uh, and so I use some visualization tools, energy tools to do that. Uh, for example, one of them, you might just see your energy coming back like golden light, mm. just pouring back into your body through your head or through your heart. You just call it back uh, by being present, by being still, and realizing that you can't solve anything in the future right now. You don't, your energy doesn't need to be out there. It's actually much more useful being in here. And so we can't accomplish things in life with an empty tank, right? We need to be full of energy. So when you feel really full of yourself in a healthy way, not full of yourself in an egotistical way, when you're really full of your own energy, that's when you can be creative, grounded, have good boundaries, make better decisions. If you're only half present and your energy is scattered everywhere, then your life is going to reflect that. So first kind of quantifying how much of my energy is out there, where is it? And maybe even the deep question of why, why do I keep giving my energy away? Is Am I looking for other people's approval? Am I just so used to trying to control everything? Uh, did my mother behave this way? So I do it. So you do want to answer that deep question of why you keep sending your energy out everywhere and, and why you don't value yourself enough to just have it here and be present in this moment. And why do you believe that some other moment is just going to be better? than this one or more valuable. Mm. Um, when we bring ourselves into the present, that's when we can create a valuable future. But we create the valuable future from the present. That is so empowering. I love that visualization, uh, the golden light. Uh, David, we can give away our energy so quickly without being aware of it. I know for me, I was on a phone conversation and the conversation just stuck with me for, you know, for hours and hours. And I realized, wow, you know, you're, you're kind of getting a little bit fragmented. Bring yourself back. I love yeah. what you said about uh, the root issues that can come up, the need for approval. Uh, uh, the need for uh, uh, to be perfect. You know, I struggle with that, thinking that perfectionism was tied to worthiness and I had to be perfect. And that was a struggle. So these root issues that can come up to help you become more aware, you know, of yourself is so important. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think we've all had those phone conversations where we're just drained by the end. And we've not really accomplished anything, right? Mm 
Uh, and we do that in our own heads where we yes. spin ar- out, spin around on a topic. And we think that if we think about it more, then we'll solve it. And that's very rarely the case. <laughs> yes. yes. David, it comes back to even worry, how, you know, worry is kind of wasted energy. And gosh, we get into that so automatically. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Because so many people are caught up in worry about the future. Uh, uh, how can we bring ourselves back to center? Uh, I love that visualization. Sure. I love for you to share that again about the golden light. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you can sit down and ask yourself in meditation, what percentage of me is in the future right now? What percentage of my energy is projecting out into the future? And then you might go, whoa, a lot. (laughs) You might not know the number, but you might just go, half of me, two thirds, oh, just a lot. It's just a chunk. And then you want to start to bring it back in, like imagining seeing your light coming back, your awareness Mm. coming back into your own body. So we want to anchor our awareness into our bodies. So when we can feel our physical bodies, and so for example, in the tradition of Vipassana, Buddhist tradition, you sit for 10 days and all you do is you scan your body from the top of your head down to your toes and back up and centimeter by centimeter, hair by hair, like follicle by follicle, (laughs) very slowly to the point where it's almost torturous. But you do that in order to anchor your awareness as deeply into your body as you can, because when you're anchored into your body, that's when you become present. Um, the part they don't teach you in Vipassana very clearly is how to deal with emotion. They teach you to be present with it and let it pass, which is great, but we're very complicated emotional beings. And so we want tools to be able to handle our thoughts and our emotions and navigate them, right? So we bring our energy back, we anchor ourselves in the body. And by the way, doing it through the breath is another way. We, We can almost ride our breath, surf our breath into the body in and out, in and out, that helps us anchor into the moment. So we anchor ourselves here. And then what I like to teach my students to do is to take a seat in the center of your head. So you can see yourself sitting in a room in the center of your head. You turn the lights on, you clean that space out. Maybe there's a lot of junk, clean it out and really ground it. It's a very sacred space. So the space in between your temples is your temple, right? Yes. Uh, this is where our consciousness sits, where we spend most of our time, where we lose ourselves to thought. And this is where we want to clean up and really be present and own it. So we own our mind, we own our body, energetically speaking. Uh, and then we can start dealing with our emotion. And then we can start dealing with creating the future if that's what's truly calling to us. Uh, so first we have to get here to go somewhere. So the only way from A to B is to be at A, let's say. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of rhyming there. <laughs> yes, yes, but that, that sticks with us. I love your visualizations. Take a seat in the center of your head. <laughs> that's, that's so powerful. And then the golden light when your energy is fragmented. Very uh, profound visualizations. And David, you know, the Buddha talks about emptying ourselves. Uh, 
attaining harmony within ourselves and purity of mind. You know, if I'm out of line in terms of body, mind, you know, I'm in uh, spirit, you know, out of sorts, how can we bring ourselves back into harmony? Uh, if you can share that before we take our break. Well, one in terms of emptying yourself, literally going into the center of your head, seeing all of the voices and noise in there and cleaning it out. Mm. You might like brush it out with a brush. Uh, you might use a vacuum cleaner. So you can, <laughs> there are a bunch of visualizations we, we go through, but you want to, if you can't hear your own inner voice, it might be covered by 10 other voices. So you have to go in there, find out why you're letting them rent, live their rent free and kick <laughs> them out. I, that's where I like to start. Get out of my head. <laughs> wow. Empowering. And, you know, it, I could see the humor in your teaching. <laughs> <laughs> right. How you help people, you know, come back center, go inward uh, by really looking at all these distractions. And like you're saying, hey, kick it out. <laughs> you know, exactly. visualize a vacuum cleaner, whatever, whatever it takes to bring yourself back center, bring yourself back in harmony with yourself. Yes, exactly. Yes. Well, I think we're ready for another commercial break. So to our listeners, don't go away. We'll be right back with more on this amazing show, How to Get Things Done by Meditating with our expert, David Ganderman, spiritual teacher, author, founder of the Meditation School app, and host of Energy Matters and Grounded Sleep Podcasts. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Vicki Winterton and Dr. Jean Marie Farish have compiled a dynamic book. We're all in this together. Embrace one another. An anthology with 24 highly diverse co-authors who share how to spread the message of love, resilience, inclusivity, and compassion. This book is an invaluable source of uplifting, inspiring, and positive insights for spreading positivity in the world. We're all in this together. Embrace One Another is available on Amazon.com. Be sure to get your copy today. I'm Judy Satori. I'm a spiritual channel and activator of human potential. You might have heard me speaking on The Voice of America on Dr. Jean Farish's show, Love Light, because I've been speaking about the challenges that are besetting all of us right now and how we can surrender but also keep on going. I want to invite you to join my new Facebook group that is devoted to heart-centered connection and unity. Through this Facebook group, you can also join my free access question and answer session with Spirit on the first Wednesday to Thursday of every month. Just search Ascension Community on Facebook to join the group. In this session, I answer questions and transmit energy from Spirit to give you guidance and support. Because life on planet Earth ain't easy right now. And there is so much help from above, from beings of love and light, from multidimensional realities who are actually here with us, wanting to step up and support us. I welcome you to become part of our ongoing group conversation about evolutionary change and how it's affecting us as human beings and affecting our life today. Many blessings to you. You can find out more about me and my work at 
www.lifelibrary.org. Have a wonderful day. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change. And flourish in love and find your joy. Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love and enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. Announcing Dr. Jean-Marie Farish's new book, Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations. This is the companion piece to Dr. Farish's best-selling book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being. Through the new book, we invite you to cultivate a lifestyle of love through daily devotional practices over a 21-day period following nine ingredients in the recipe of love. Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations is available on Amazon.com and Balboa Press. Best-selling authors international, news honors best-selling authors around the globe. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com. Jean Marie Farish's Center for Conscious Loving, LLC, cultivates a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through personal growth, altruistic services, and speaking engagements. Resources include classes, workshops, life care coaching, and creative service projects with an emphasis on cultural arts. Visit the website at Dr. Jean Marie Farish ConsciousLoving.com. That's Dr. Jean Marie Farish ConsciousLoving. Or click the link on the Love Light show page. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Gene at Gene72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Gene72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Well, welcome back to Love Light, Living in the Spirit of Love. And I'm your host, Dr. Jean Marie, your Love Light host. And joining me today is our outstanding guest, David Gamberman, spiritual teacher, author, founder of the Meditation School app, and host of Energy Matters and Grounded Sleep podcast on our show today, How to Get Things Done by Meditating. And David, everyone loves stories. So can you share? how maybe how you've worked with with uh, your students and what have been some outcomes that you'd like to share with the listeners yeah absolutely well first i want to share a funny story that i heard <laughs> um i'll keep it very vague but uh i have a friend who worked with a very famous celebrity and sent them the book that I love the most, The Power of Now, which is the first book I read for meditation. Uh, and so it's called The Power of Now. And a few days later, this friend of mine gets a call from this celebrity's assistant and says, good God, why did you send this book over? <laughs> they they just are running around screaming, 
I want it now. Uh, this person never opened the book, just read the title and thought the purpose was to get everything you want right now. I want it now. <laughs> wow. Oh, and I love that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's almost an analogy of uh, a metaphor for really opening the damn book and, and going inwards. And a lot of people who are unhappy in life never really go inwards to find out why you have to lean into the unhappiness lean into the anxiety lean into the emptiness or the confusion or the tiredness and find out why and what's really going on within you otherwise you're going to be a a terror running around going i want it now and a lot of people do that they scream at god why don't i get what i want i want it now and they're not recognizing the invitation to really look deeply into themselves and heal. So um, that's a warning story. Don't that that's a very extreme version of an energy that I think all of us sometimes experience, which is why am I not getting what I want now? Mm-hmm. So the uh, in in Buddhism, there's this notion of suffering or maybe a better translation would be dissatisfaction. So there's this feeling of dissatisfaction with this moment that we often experience that I'm waiting for things to get better. I'm waiting for the right person to come in my life or the right amount of money. There's just a dissatisfaction in this moment. And meditation is here to help you step into yourself and face that dissatisfaction and get through it. That is when you find inner peace. And paradoxically, that's when your life will start working out better. When you let go of needing your life to work out better. There's a resistance there in most people that it's just not good enough yet. I want it now. So we have to face that resistance honestly, sit with the pain and find ourselves in it and get through it to the other side. That's when life really starts to be magical and when life starts to shift. David, going back to that example, why am I not getting what I want now? Primarily, that's the focus on the external world. Why am I not having the relationship? Why am I not not getting the right job? And what what I thought about was that external world focus. And it brings me to this point uh, uh, that... uh, uh, a lot of people can't stand to be with by themselves. I've heard people say that. They're like, I have to stay in relationships because I, I just can't be by myself. Have you heard people? Yeah. yeah. Of course, of course. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to avoid uh, their own loneliness or their own pain, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a friend who's an amateur astronomer, and he was like, you got to look through this amazing telescope I have. So I came over and we he pointed it to the sky <laughs> And every, it was just dark. We couldn't see through the telescope. And it was very electronic. He had like this iPad with it and it would move on its own. But we just, it wouldn't work. It just, all for 30, 40 minutes we tried, wouldn't work. I went home and he texts me, I left the cap on. <laughs> uh, oh, so wow. we had this, wow. you know, $30,000 te- electronic telescope, state of the art. He tried every technological solution and all it was was he left the cap on Mm -hmm. and i say that because for a lot of us when we go to meditate uh we all we see is darkness we close our eyes and we see nothing 
it's just dark and we go, oh, this is boring or, mm-hmm. or frustrating or scary. And we don't turn the lights on and we don't open our inner eye. Wow. A lot of people's inner eye is an atrophy. It's like a muscle that's just not really working because they haven't used it in so long because the external world just gives us images, right? Yes. Facebook, Instagram, TV, computer, we're given <laughs> images. When we close our eyes, we have to learn to see for ourselves and meditation strengthens strengthens that muscle over time. So when you go to close your eyes and you look for an answer, uh, when you strengthen that muscle, you'll start to be able to see. Mm. At the beginning, most people see darkness. They just see uh, heavy emotion or feel heavy emotion. And it's not very clear in there. So it's not fun to be inside. You have to learn how to make being inside fun. So turn the lights on in the center of your head, rearrange the room, make it look like whatever room makes you the most calm, happiest. Find that serenity and peace in there. Take a seat in the middle, turn the uh, IMAX screen on in front of you, open the windows, and then you can start to look and see your own answers. So that's what I teach my students to do. There's, We can feel our answers, we can intellectualize to find answers, but we can also intuitively learn how to see our answers. And when we do that, we start to be more fulfilled. Oh, okay, I can see my path. I know it's going to be difficult, but at least I know where I'm going and what it is that I'm here for. Uh, and that, to me, is really the gift of meditation. So instead of just doing, doing, doing without any clear direction, go inwards, find out who you are, see your path, and then take action. Mm, I love that. I love that analogy, opening the inner eye and what you said about the atrophy. I mean, if we don't use it, we lose it. You know, we can't access it, but we have to really tune into ourselves and and. uh you know, really, I love what you're saying about, you know, going, sitting, you know, in that room in our heads, you know, and I can just imagine opening the windows and letting the jump flow out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and David, Buddha it talks about expectations. And, and we, we talked about this a lot when I was in the Himalayas about, you know, the expectations we impose on ourselves, the expectations that others impose on us. The Buddha talks about non-attachment and suffering. Uh, can you highlight some points about that for our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I have a course uh, on attachment called Letting Go of Attachment. And there's a quote in there that I use Uh, Attachment is not that we don't own anything, but that nothing owns us. Mm, Beautiful. So we have to have attachments in life, but we can find acceptance with them to a certain degree. We're humans. We get attached. When we lose things, we hurt. Uh, But can you be in the moment with that hurt and with that loss if you do lose something? And, And just flow with that energy, as hard as that sounds. And one of the ways, I think, one of the things that can help is to always ask the question, what is this here to teach me? Mm. A teacher of mine, Buddhist teacher, would say, nothing goes away until it teaches us what we need to know. So if you're stuck on an attachment, maybe the question is, why won't this attachment go away? What is it here to teach me? And then when you truly learn that lesson and truly work through the energy, then the attachment will fall away on its own accord. 
without you having to do much. It's really about the inner work that the attachment is there trying to teach you. And we all attach to certain things and not others. So some people, it's very much intimate relationships. They get very sticky. And other people, it's the past. And other people, it's money or physical items, right? So what? why for you is this attachment so difficult? Let life start to teach you through what seems to be difficult and painful. Mm. Uh, and, and stop making attachment a problem or evidence that you're not good enough or enlightened yet. Let the attachment be a lesson from life about what's important to you and what you need to learn from it. Beautifully said. So David, can you reiterate how listeners can connect with you and more about your podcast and your books, how people can access them and get in touch with you to go deeper? Sure. So the book is called The Seven Energies of the Soul. There's a free quiz to find out which of your energies are dominant. Uh, And then there's a free 21-day meditation series to go with it. Uh, And then the app is called Meditation School. So you could download it in the App Store. And uh, the website is meditationschool.us. So those would be the easiest ways to find me. Oh, well, thank you, David, so much for sharing your wisdom and showing us how meditation can be incorporated in our lives as a spiritual practice. And because it really is about achieving self-discipline and self-mastery. And I love your quote, your belief that happiness and joy in life comes from finding balance. And we can find that balance through meditation. Thank you so much. And I invite listeners to listen to our show on demand, share it with others, and connect with David to go deeper. Thank you, David. Thanks for having me, Gene, and thanks, everybody. Okay, we look forward to you returning <laughs> to our show. So for our listeners, tune in next week for our show, Calling All Angels with Debbie Johnson, and she will be taking live calls from listeners, international and in the U.S. Access your weekly love practice exercise to strengthen and embody the practice of love in your daily life by visiting the blog pages of my websites, Dr. Jean Marie Ferris, ConsciousLoving.com and JeanFerrisJourney.com. And also my daily TikTok videos that gives inspiration uh, uh, daily. Much gratitude to the Voice America team for making this show a reality and for shining their love light around the world. Your well-being and happiness is your responsibility. Take control. As quoted by Buddha, don't look to me for your answer. Look inside yourself. Give yourself the tools. Use them for yourself. We're grateful for David Gandelman to give us the tools to help us enhance our spiritual practice with a plethora of benefits. Go deeper with him and make meditation part of your daily life. I'm Dr. Jean Marie, your Love Light host, coming to you from Voice America. And until we meet again, remember, an empowered self is a loving self. And keep your love light shining. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Love Light this week. Be sure to join Dr. Jean Marie Farish again for another program next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a wonderful week filled with love, self-worth, and better connections.